What's good, fam? It's your boy, Jorge. Welcome to another episode of The Boys Podcast. I'm back. You're back. We're back. Did you miss me? Yeah. Dude, that sucked. Where you been, dude? Dude, I, I know this is going to sound <clears throat> super weird, but I actually had work for once. Dude, I've been getting messages and death threats and everything. I know. Where's as, the pot at? I know. As far as the messages, I'm sorry, guys. I actually, every once in a while, probably three times a year, it happens where I get busy. As far as the death threats, I mean, let it rip, dude. I'm, I'm in. No, don't let it rip. I'm the one receiving them. Oh, yeah. That's why I said <laughs> let it rip. <laughs> um, yeah, just had a couple fun weeks, actually. Um, got a random job <clears throat> two weeks ago for a guy that I used to work with through the short par four company. It's like mm -hmm. a subscription golf uh, closed company. Yeah. And we went and did some filming, kind of what I did in South Africa last year. It was called Three Courses. Um, it was with Hannah Liner, Gabby Powell. And he just hired me on his production. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, you yeah. know, but it ended up being like a really cool learning experience for me. Um, the girls were awesome. It was basically, you do like a local bar in the town, like a local food, like a dinner spot and then a golf course. Oh, okay. And that's how the show's kind of like built. It's the same company, Golf Nation, that I did South Africa for. And um, yeah, at first I was kind of stressed out because I'm like, dude, I don't know about cameras or nothing. And he gives me the run through the night before we start shooting. He's like, yeah, so these batteries go here. These batteries go here. This like goes do this, that. If I need this battery on set, I'm all, dude, what am I doing? <laughs> but, you know, after two or three days, it kind of became routine. And, you know, I felt kind of cool because I was like in charge of all this stuff. So mm -hmm. like right when we get done, I'd go plug in all the batteries and get like the yeah. mics plugged. And I'm like, dude, I'm like super like responsible and mature right now. Were you, were you in <laughs> charge of uh, making sure... Some of the cameras had memory cards in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in charge of the card and I didn't have to check to see if it was in it, but I always had the cards on me. So like if one like filled up, you know, halfway yeah. through a set or something, I had to be like ready to rip. And luckily it was, it's, it's a high end production. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like working on like a movie or something. Yeah. So like if, you know, they needed a lens change or something, they're asking me because the lenses were all like labeled. Uh -huh. It's not like I'm stressed. Like I need it in two seconds. You yeah. know, like we could take a break. The girls could stretch their legs and, and do whatever. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. We did. We did Oceanside, San Diego, and then um, drove to Phoenix and did a couple days in Phoenix. So that was cool. Like I said, it was a learning experience and it was awesome. We actually got to do a little golf with the girls afterwards and yeah. had an off day in the pool. I mean, can't beat that. I was getting all sunburned yeah. and stuff. I mean, I did see the girls. They weren't yeah, they're cute. anything bad to look yeah, at. Yeah, they're cute. If yeah. I was 47 years younger, dude, I might be talking <laughs> to them. But uh, no, they're awesome. I've, I've met them before through like golf, the golf world and stuff. So we had a good time. It was um, just over a week job, I think. And and I didn't mess nothing up. I didn't break yeah. nothing. Like when I had the lens bag, dude, I was sweating. Cause yeah. I'm like, if I drop this thing or do something stupid, you know, but I yeah. will, I will say one of the heart stoppers for when you kind of do this stuff is like not press and play mm -hmm. or like record. record. Yeah. Or like not having a memory card in there and thinking that you have that. Yeah. And then yeah. dude, like I've been so many times like filming something and I'm like recording and like mid something. I'm like, did I do it? Dude, is there a memory card in there? Yeah. And then, you know, you have to stop and check. And you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. You just went like 30 minutes recording something. You know? Yeah. And so. that's what's weird is there's so much stuff going on. It's like, I don't know how they keep track of it. Like I said, I was basically just the dude making sure they had the equipment. Mm -hmm. But I mean, dude, they're checking, you know, lighting lenses and yeah. batteries and, you know, are the, all the mics on. And I'm like, dude, that's that's so much. Because it was only four of us. Yeah. Two camera guys or three camera guys. No, two camera guys. Um, Jock, who hired me, the production guy. And then me and a girl, we just basically did it all. So it's like a smaller production, but yeah, the, the guys that were running the cameras, they had it all in lock and everything was solved. Yeah. That's what's cool. And that's kind of what like you need nowadays. Yeah. You know, I know like we kind of grew up in the era and, and then when you've done like motor movies. Yeah. So like people like rent helicopters and nowadays like that's not even necessary. You yeah. just get like a drone. Drone. Yeah. We had a drone on the, on the course and it's cool because I'm not really like, film inclined right like i'm used to like riding in front of a camera yeah, yeah when you're riding you can't even tell like if there's a helicopter or a drone or whatever yeah but when you're standing on a golf course and watching the girls hit shots and watching the drone and like the way they're framing it i'm like i don't know if i'm seeing it because mm -hmm. you know, i don't know and then like we'll go back and watch it and i'm like damn that looks sick that's like, sick, yeah, yeah. They, they're super good at what they do well speaking of that when you were out there i went to la and uh hung out at the spotify studios yeah dude i was supposed to be your date yeah talk about the chick was bumped. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I know who he is. Yeah. Right, dude. That. Don't do that. You would have liked that. I just though. got so excited. Yeah. Uh, but talk about like a setup, dude. So I was, I went there and I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm going to learn some stuff about um, studio setup, like maybe things that I don't know, you uh -huh. know? 
and us, you know, wanting to open up a studio and everything. So I'm like, this is gonna be cool. So we go in there and we take this, like basically this course, like on audio setup and everything. So at the very end, like, you know, it was kind of like stuff I already knew. Yeah. But at the very end, I'm like, so what do you guys use? You yeah. know, cause yeah. he's all talking about like, he asked us like all oh, like, what do we use? And you know, stuff like that. And then he goes through like more simple audio stuff. Like I said, that I already knew. So then I ask him like, what do you guys use? And then he like explains it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So he basically explained, cause there's like these, there's these uh, studios they have now where they eventually want the public to go in there and have like a space for like smaller creators to go in there and, and record. But right yeah. now it's just for Spotify exclusive content. And then also like the studios that use that Spotify like bought. Yeah. That, you know, they there were smaller podcast studios or whatever, and they might have had um, some exclusive content there. So those guys are able to go in there and record. Uh, but it basically, you know, they got like two locations here in the States and then two in Europe. So they're like, we basically have it where it's all like every, like all our locations have the exact same like setup systems, and system, everything. Yeah. So like if you record here today and then tomorrow you're in London, you're like, oh, dude, I'd we need to redo that one part. You could do it in London and it's like seamless. Huh. So like, you know, we went through that and then they show us like this big, um, actual studio that they have that can basically turn into like two different podcast studios. Right. Yeah. And like the whole setup, it looked like a music recording cause it had like the window there for the engineers yeah, and everything. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're like, you uh, use these cameras at all. I'm like, Hell no, dude. You know, so <laughs> yeah. like everything I went in there, like thinking like, okay, cause there's like a norm for like podcasting, like the, the stuff that people use, like the roadcaster and all that. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking like maybe they kind of have just a shitload of that stuff, yeah. you know, but no, they had some legit stuff. Huh. I'm like, dude, but this is gnarly. Is it as legit as our new setup? I mean, you know, dude, Jorge's got us so set up. I don't know how good you can see it, but we have a table now. So our Yerbies, which speaking of which, mm hmm. We can't get that far into the show. Oh, no. <clears throat> Cheers, dude. Wouldn't be a man. But speaking of this, part of my, it, it's a, it's a um, conspiracy theory. Oh, that's delicious. Okay. You know, I'm all about a good conspiracy. I think the reason you missed the show the last two, three weeks, whatever it's been, because you owe me a year B. I owe you don't want to pay up. What, what was the bet? The last podcast we did. It was on a UFC fight and my guy won. Ah, man. Okay. Well, why'd you buy him then? You should have told me. Hey. Well, you just wanted you, to call me out. You've been running away from me. <laughs> you wanted to call me out in front of our <laughs> friends. I see how it is. Okay. Well, next year, he's on me next week. Yeah. I'm around. So. Um, but yeah. So, I'm just going to say, Spotify, you showed me the top of the mountain and now we're that's climbing. all I know. Now we're climbing. So, it. now that's all that there is to it. I mean, yeah. it did something to you because like I said, we have a table now. Our mic stands like. I mean, this all setup I had, I just needed a table for this little space, you know? That's what I mean. Yeah. Now I'm not holding it. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I'm free. Yeah. You know? So, no, that's cool, though. Um, yeah, it's 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 a trip to, like, see how stuff's ran. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, being, like, around and I don't, it's, it's crazy because you think, like, our setup's good for what we do, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, they're, like, high end and it's like, it's just a podcast. Dude. Yeah. It's still going to just be a couple people talking, but it's awesome, man. It's, it's cool how far everything's come, you know? Yeah. And like, I think like there's certain podcasts out there that are pretty big. Yeah. And they basically have what we have just like on a little bit of a bigger scale, yeah. more lighting and mm -hmm. stuff like that, which is obviously very important. But for the most part, that's, that's what I said. Like going in there, I'm all, all right. You know, I think I'll know like equipment that they're using. Yeah. And then I'm all, so what do you use? And he's like, oh. And then he explained it. And I'm like, I have no clue. We just did, did. right over the head. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't go with you. But I it was like, embarrassed myself. But it was like super impressive because, you know, they had a bunch of different studios where you could go in. And then that the main studio, I don't know if you listen to Spotify, uh, but they got like a a playlist called Rap Caviar, uh -huh. which is like all the new rap songs yeah. and stuff. So they have a new uh, Caviar podcast or something like that where they record in there. Oh. And it's, dude, it's legit. Huh. Like, like more legit than ours? Well, like movie studio, like oh. legit. Okay. <clears throat> you know, for ours like, is uh, pretty legit. Yeah. For a podcast. So, you know, so yeah, it's pretty impressive what you could do with minimal things. And yeah. I think that's, you know, talking to like people that want to start a podcast or, you know, are scared to like, you could basically do it on your phone. Yeah. 
you know, and with like one ring light or something like that. So, and then when you progress, like you don't have to be the Spotify. Cause when I was in there and they started showing me all this stuff, I was like overwhelmed. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I have no clue. Like there's nothing I can like take back home and go purchase. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. But if I went to like a Joe Rogan studio and they showed me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Like, I could buy that or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty impressive what you could do with minimal things. It's just, you just got to get out there and do it. Yeah. That's why I was always afraid to start my own podcast. Like when you would tell me to do it, I'm like, dude, I'm going to need this. I need lights. I need my, you know, all this stuff. But now like hanging with you and doing it, I'm like, it's pretty doable. Oh, great. Now you're going to quit. And I'm going to quit. Around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start the, uh, the hairless pod, the hairless boys podcast. Hey, I'm man. Another bald dude. And that's what it's going to be. Hey, I think we went a good few weeks without speaking on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Heck no, dude. You're stuck with me. It, it's weird. I actually did miss doing it because for once I was actually doing stuff. I'm like, dude, I want to talk about this, you yeah. know, but I couldn't because like I literally got back. I think I was home for what, like three days mm -hmm. and then left again, you know, and so, but it's cool because it gives us stuff to talk about. We're yeah. not just talking about, you know, sitting there getting hammered all weekend at my house or something, which I got hammered on the road. I'm not yeah. going to lie, but it's a little more fun getting hammered on the road than just sitting on my couch. So, yeah. well, I'll get, I'll get into what I did because mine's a, a lot less. Yeah, you talk more to me. Talk to me. Uh, it's basically just, you know, I took the LA trip, so it was cool to be in LA. I love LA. Um, obviously I don't live there. Yeah. So I can say that, you know, a lot of people that live there, they're like, dude, this place sucks. Yeah. But so I could say it, uh, weather was beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I went out and did some, a couple things and then flew back and then just been hanging out, dude, fucking buying plants for the house. Riding dirt bikes. Riding dirt bikes. Jorge had to call me the other day for some technique. I was at the airport all hung over. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, haven't ridden in four years. Just dude, try I, this. I just, Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like get it. Yeah. But then like, you know, I was thinking the the conditions are pretty bad. It's like super sandy out yeah. there. Oh yeah. So I'm like, this is probably the worst conditions I could be riding in. Yeah. To like trying to just like not go super fast and just work on technique. Yeah. That I'm already tired. Yeah. You know, and like my, my shoulders are sore, like everything, my arms are hurting. So I'm like, this is probably the worst time to do it yeah you know so after that, that i was just like hey ah. that's called the grind though yeah okay you get through that you can get through anything yeah it's like, that's kind of what i think it's like drinking ram's piss on beer fest mm. you can get through that <laughs> you can get through anything <laughs> yeah but um no it's that's where i know like because a lot of people have asked like why don't you teach like do writing yeah, schools yeah. or you know do this and that and it's like i'm not a good like even with golf when someone's doing something wrong i don't know how to explain it mm. you know like i told you i mean i had 33 years invested on a dirt bike and all I would do is watch video, like racing videos or something and just try to mimic them. It wasn't like I went to a school and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to have my elbows up. I gotta, it's like everyone has their own riding style. It's like there's no right or wrong. I mean, there is a kind of centered balance, you know, body positioning you want. Yeah. But for me to explain it, it's hard because I just, from the time I was four years old, I just worked on what I saw on TV. Yeah. You know, so it, like when you called me and asked me, I'm like, yeah, you could try this or you could try this. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, like in what, like sand whoops, you don't hold yourself over the bars the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of more of like letting the bike float under you. Cause that's the thing that, that pumps us up, that makes us tired as you get tense. Mm -hmm. And it's with anything, it's with mountain biking or running or golfing, you know, like tension is like the killer of everything. Yeah. So it's like just about staying relaxed. So where do you find that, that body position, you know, cause if you're trying to hold yourself forward, but it's not your natural position, you're automatically tension through your arms. And like you always say, you're like trying to grip with your knees Yeah, and that's tension. Like th there's a fine line, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, I grip with my knees when the bike's getting out of shape, but like just going down a flat straightaway, I'm not just like death locked onto my, onto yeah. my seat, yeah. you know? So <clears throat> I started thinking about like, cause I had that, I was just catching my flight when you called and I'm like, how the hell would I explain that if someone like actually like needed advice? I'm like, I don't know. I'd need advice. I know, I know. <laughs> but you like actually brought it to my attention that I actually don't know anything. Well, my thing was just like, I wasn't sure, you know, I adjusted my bars a little bit mm -hmm. and I, I think I made them more even, I put them forward a little bit and just sitting on the bike, I felt good. Yeah. So then, you know, rode around and then, you know, I, I mentioned to you my past, my old bike, I used to run the bars lower, but there, it was a smaller bike. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of man, manhandle that a little bit better. So then this one, I was like, dude, it feels weird. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah. But it also like. I noticed I couldn't do certain things. So then I thought, well, maybe I need to put the bars down. That's why I called you. Yeah. Like, do you recommend this? And you're like, nah, probably not. Yeah. That's, that's a hard one. And that's just comes from hours of testing. I do remember that as like, you know, even in freestyle, like when I went from like my Honda's, like my 2012 450s to the 2015 Suzuki 450, 
like the seat height, everything's different. Mm, yeah. So it's like, I don't have just a staple, like where my bars run. It's right. like, I mean, I don't like go far off of it. I'm not going rolling them way back and pushing yeah. them way forward, but definitely it takes some time, like some seat time. Cause you went from what, like a YZ 125 to a, to a Honda 250. Yeah. It's going to be a huge difference. So you've just got to go out there and, you know, like I told the email, your suspension, go out, do a couple laps, move something just a little bit, move mm-hmm. it back, move it forward, you know, whatever you want to do. And, and you'll start to find the spot. So yeah. it's just about being comfortable on the bike. Yeah. I think you should do some classes though. No, did you just hear what I said? I think once you're out there, you'd be able to, cause that's the thing. I think if, if I was out there and you saw me, you'd be like, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Over the phone, out of over the phone is the airport. Harder. I was like, eh, yeah. I don't know, dude. Hey, cause I even asked Miller and like his was all, well, what kind of bars are you using? Yeah. My man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's another, I mean, you, that's a he's a short dude. So he, that's kind of, he's tight. and he what? crashes a lot. So advice is sketchy with him. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? Well, maybe I shouldn't ask him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many variables to it. He's right. Like there's bar bins. There's, I mean, there's so much stuff, dude. And like I said, we had hours upon hours of riding dirt bikes and, Mm -hmm. you know, towards the end of my career, it's like, I'd give Cliffy my bike and he knew everything I wanted. But you know, if he did that 20 years ago, it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Give me a damn bike out of the shop and I'll start riding it and we'll figure it out. You know, I was probably the worst test rider you could ever have. Mm. Cause I just didn't like once I could, I had that weird, like natural ability, like I thought it's what everyone did, but like, you know, like Brian Foster, he was very like meticulous and like picky with like levers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was the dude, like if my bike blew up, I could hop on some other dude's bike and go out and like start on it right away. No practice, you know? Dude, that's exactly what I am, how I am with a lot of things too. And even with golf yeah. and maybe not, not you now, yeah, maybe, but you know, like Hater Dave that filled in for you one of these days. Took my damn spot. Yeah. He, uh, he's super like that, like mm-hmm. where... He's like, oh, I got these new shafts, but dude, they're like point one zero grams heavier. Yeah. Dude, I can feel it. Well, dude, you're such a pussy. How do you feel that? He's yeah. like, I can feel it, dude. Yeah. Well, there's That's- no way. I'm all, dude. I could, I could go golf with my clubs, which are like twenty dollar clubs. Yeah. And then go golf with your clubs and do basically exactly the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's and I'm with you on that. Like I'm the same in golf as I was in moto. Yeah. Because when we were doing that film trip, um. The last day we got done at like 10. So we got to go and go- we were staying on a golf course. So we got the golf and we got like Callaway rentals. Right. And they were like the really forgiving Cal, like basically you just started golfing. Yeah. And my buddy who was my boss, he's like a plus one handicap, which means he shoots under par, you know, average. Mm-hmm. So we just shared a set and it had like stiff shafts on it, but I was looking at them like, damn, these things suck. Dude, I went out and like parred the first three or four holes in a row mm-hmm. with like not my own putter and all this. And I'm like, you know, they feel good to me. Yeah. You know, it's like. I don't notice a difference, dude, but I, I'm also that dude, like, I like probably like you is like, we just get into the moment, mm-hmm. right? I don't grab a club and I'm like, oh, this looks weird. Oh, this sucks. It's like, obviously yeah. I like my own stuff better because yeah. I've gotten to like get it fitted for me. But when it comes down to it, dude, we're, at, we're amateur golfers. Yeah. It's like, you can't I've always this. wondered that. And like, just in moto in general, <clears throat> and I know there's a big difference, but say like I got on, um, who's a dude kind of like shorter dude that rides miller but even like deegan yeah like deegan's kid's bike yeah or hayden's bike say i got on hayden's like supercross bike i probably could ride it and like be okay yeah not, i'm not saying like kill it or nothing yeah, yeah. but just ride it and feel okay on it yeah you would 100 percent. and then but then there's other people that would be like no nah, there's no way i could ride that bike yeah you well know? i mean if you got into a good level of riding you know like yeah. i'm talking those dudes yeah, yeah. like you know, Jet probably would jump on Hayden's bike and be like, man, this thing feels like shit. Yeah. Just an example. I don't yeah. know, you know, but yeah. Cause I remember one time, so in freestyle, I like to run really like springy suspension, obviously. But when we were going to speed and style, I kept casing shit and just getting bucked over the bars mm. every time. Cause it was too springy, you know? That's and how my bike is right now. Yeah. So me and Cliffy were like going to the drawing board. I'm like, man, if I want to take speed and style serious, like, cause it was starting to scare me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like a jump on, jump off the most basic, you know, like jump onto a tabletop, yeah. jump off of it. Most basic thing ever. I rode my freestyle bike at uh, at Staples Center, and I jumped on. And when I went to jump off, it just like pogoed, and mm. I cased the next one in one of the bars. And I'm like, dude, I used to race Supercross. Something's on. Something's up here, you know. So when I was hanging out with Hart and all those guys, when he had a Supercross team, I rode Hanson's bike one time. Uh, I think it was Honda 450, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, just let me try it on the Supercross track. And I came out of a turn and like double tripled. And when I tripled, I kind of like it was almost felt dead through the lip and i'm like oh shit and i kind of cased it <laughs> yeah and i clipped it dude and it was like butter it just soaked it up and it so, doubled yeah, through yeah. it you know and i'm like 
So me and Cliff, he went to the drawing board. And we're like, dude, what? something's going on here. And Cliff was a suspension magician, basically, you know, we got it dialed. And then from there, like when I went to speed and style stuff, it was awesome, you know, like never worrying about that. And, you know, like worrying about just having to be like spot on and precise. But then I messed up my freestyle because <clears throat> then my bike right. was coming off the ramp super dead, you know, yeah. but that was the thing with speed and styles. I kind of wasn't going to push the flip tricks a lot because it's mm -hmm. hard, dude. You're racing. It's intense. Your arms start to get a little tight. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I'm not trying to, I only had four flip tricks anyway. So I was kind of stuck, you know, but um, it just, I would rather have the confidence on the track and fight through the the ramp a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you notice stuff definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, for there, sure. There's a difference. But as far as just like getting on something or just like picking up something, yeah, I think like we're people that can do it for sure. We're not just like always yeah. thinking about the yeah. the little stuff. It's you know just what? Like, you know what screws me? Not to cut you off there is it makes me think because like the putter we had in Arizona, right? It was kind of just like this old Odyssey putter. Like it was like what I use. Luckily, I use mallet putters, so it was one of those. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool, dude. But it had like the super stroke grip on it. Dude, and I was rolling putts because it's like my hands felt more open. Mm. And I had a super stroke like five or six years ago. I'm like, this thing's terrible, yeah. you know? But then I was making putts. So I'm like, oh, dude, do I need to like switch my grip? You know, you start thinking I'm like, damn it, dude, just stick with what you got. You're yeah. fine when you get home. But same with moto. It's like I rode Hanson's bike. I'm like, dude, do I need this freaking independent suspension now instead of like RG3 or something, you know? Mm. I'm like, so that's the only thing I noticed. But yeah, I mean, as far as just figuring i mean dude like i grab my playstation controller i can go to your house grab it too oh yeah, yeah. the exact oh, same yeah. you know still <laughs> back in the day we could get on nukes on anything yeah no anything matter. yeah so yeah we're pretty neutral dudes yeah so just you know just been riding a little bit uh mammoth was post that's kind of like the one race i like to do yeah. here there's uh the place around here like in fallon fernley whatever that place is having races so i might do some of those and just ride that track but dude you want to hear a weird story cutting you off again Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. I saw your story yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I'm sitting there golfing and, and we golfed out in Carson Valley, which is hours away from Fernley or Verde or any of that, yeah, you know, yeah. and dude, I'm sitting there golfing and we like, it was backed up Dude, the, the Douglas County sheriffs had like a eight some in front of us. They were doing uh, a scramble and they were all pretty buzzed. I was like, going to ask for a hall pass because I was a little buzzed too. I'm like, don't follow me home. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, we got backed up and I hear someone there on mic and I'm like, what the hell? And I turn around and it was Drake McElroy's dad. Oh, really? Yeah. He was oh. golfing with Tyler, who runs Fernley. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually met Tyler, but, you know, recognize because we follow each other on Instagram or whatnot. Is that the rapper guy? No, that's his that's brother's his the brother. rapper that yeah. did the Supercross. Yeah. And Tyler. So Adam and Tyler. Yeah. So Tyler moved up here a while ago up to oh, like okay. Verdi. So he lives up here now. And I'm like, how random is that? Carson Valley Golf Course. And we run into McElroy's dad and Tyler, who yeah. like runs the track. I'm like, yeah. I guess they were doing something at Wally's with the, with the old ladies. So they got out of the house oh, for a cool. bit. Yeah. But yeah, super random. I was like, dang, dude, out of all the places, like there's 15 golf courses in this valley and that's yeah. the one we run into. So it was cool. Yeah. Especially actually running into them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were right behind us. Mm -hmm. And it like, it was, I started getting pressure though. Cause like I said, we had eight in front of us. So they would always catch us and I'd have to hit my shot and they were sitting there. I'm like, Oh God, right into the trees, right into the river everywhere. Yeah. So they're probably on Instagram right now saying like, dude, Mason's not that Mason. Good. Hey, for how much he golfs, he is not good. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So that's about it for me, man. Yeah. Just, you know, that's what happens dude. when you get married and have kids. I know. Same, dude. You Tell me about it. Buy a dog and shit. Yeah. yeah buy dude, speaking of which, one of the bars we did on the film set actually gave me a, it was a bitching idea, right? It was kind of like this hipster. I mean, everything's hipster now, right? Like that's just the way everything's going. But dude, it was this chick ran bar. And mm -hmm. so in the middle. Liverpool. No, I wish. Okay. I wouldn't have left. Yeah. I would have stayed there. But in the middle, they have like all their alcohol, all sick, like on, you know, like bitching like wood planks, oh, okay. like, you know, tequilas, vodkas, whatever. And they have like the sliding ladder, like in an old library. Oh, yeah, sick. But then it was just up the middle. And then on each side, dude, they had like literally a hundred plants aside oh, with, yeah? like, with like drips through it, you know? And it was cool because it kind of gave, you know, you go into a bar, it's always like a smoky, mm -hmm. grungy kind of vibe, no matter what, you know? And this one like felt like it had like vibrance and like, yeah, yeah. you know, I think there was like oxygen in there and stuff. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is, that's a pretty sick idea. Yeah, you that's know? what plants do. Yeah. 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 So she had them all like all lined up all perfect. I'm like, dang. You know what I heard on plants real quick and all the plant people are, uh -huh. you know, but I heard that you can get like, I have one, but like a little miniature, like pineapple plants. Uh -huh. Sometimes they'll give you pineapple. Sometimes they don't. But if you put that like in your bedroom next to you, it gives off like an oxygen so you can breathe better. Yeah, dude. Like I got aloe vera plants in my house. It's yeah, but I'm talking about this pineapple one. No, no, but the aloe vera is supposed oh. to be the same. It's supposed to like purify your air and oh, stuff. okay. Yeah. Nice. I wasn't arguing, dude. Yeah, Why do you yell at me in front of her? See, see what happens when you have two weeks off, dude? He starts getting all lippy with me and stuff. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, speaking of good ideas. Okay. 
Hear me out on this. Okay. I'm listening. I'll have to sip while you're doing it. Yeah. I think last time, one of the last podcasts where you were talking about just uh, a percentage of people that play golf and certain percentages hit under Mm -hmm. break a hundred, you know, stuff like that. So there's different percentages. Yeah. So what if someone came out and this is registered trademark by me. So if you guys take my idea, just make sure you, I don't think he actually has a trademark though. So go ahead and steal it if you need. Yeah. But hook hook it up. Okay. Yeah. Get a royalty. All right. Biker jackets for golf. Not biker jackets, but you know, like Hell's Angels. Like yeah, like, yeah, like vests one, pers- one percenters one on One percenters it. and stuff. Oh, dude. And then you have your 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 golf crew name on the back, right? Yeah. And then, you know, like what's, how many people get uh, shoot scratch percent wise, you I think? think? It's like under, I don't know, one percent. Okay, so, so you could have like one percent, you walk into the club and everyone's like, damn. That guy's yeah. a badass. Yeah, and then I'll have my chain wallet hanging out too and some freaking biker boots on. That well, sounds sick, dude. It doesn't have to be leather. <laughs> I'm picturing Soldiers of Anarchy right now so hard. That'd be kind of I know, dude. I know it's not Soldiers, whoever yelled at me that one time. Yeah, That's that a was joke. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think like a golf bag would be sick. Okay. You know, like, you know, you walk in and put your golf bag on the cart and you have like a little 1% patch and they're like, oh, shit, I ain't messing with this guy. See, that? this is how ideas evolve. Yeah. I come out with like... The idea. Yeah. But then now it progresses because, yeah, yeah, like leather jacket, you know, whatever. I was thinking more like Leatherman, like jacket, like high school Leatherman. Oh, I'd rather have the leather. But I'm just saying, you know, so, yeah, maybe now we we actually make patches for golf bags. Well, shit, my patch is going to be like a 45%er, dude. Mine's going to be what, 7%? 7%er? You're going to be like 80%er. Well, you said what? So only 7% of people <laughs> yeah, break 100? I, yeah, there was a stat or something that like they break 100 but that's got to be consistent, dude. I mean, I, I want to see. I need ten rounds out of you at ten different courses, and you got to break a hundred at all, and then I'll give you a patch. Okay. Because like I can shoot seventy two at Sunridge, and then I'll go to any other course and I'll shoot like a ninety. But then you also got to think though, like I don't ever think you play Sunridge all the time. Uh huh. I played. I played twice this year, mm-hmm. and that's the most I'll probably play all year. See, so you don't deserve a patch, then. it's a minimum of ten rounds. To well, get your patch. Okay. We don't just hand those things out. Well, yeah, we're going to have to make patches. That's a good idea, though. That right? is a good idea. See? Yeah. I'll go down to and Pottery. Only, and I'll, only the people that know, know. Yeah, I'll go down to Pottery Barn and ask them if they can knit us up something. Yeah, I don't know if they do that kind of stuff there. I don't know. I just thought of Barn with pots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm telling you. It could be something. Yeah. Dude, but you know Watch what I mean? every, Everyone's going to start doing it now, and, and, and yeah, it all became from this. The, what I'm thinking, though, is there's no way to, like, validate it, because golfers are the biggest scumbags in the world. No, but but if you ran a one percenter, I'd be all, come on, dude. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying, though, is golfers are legit, like, the biggest pieces of shit, dude. They're the worst liars, like, the yeah, biggest but, cheaters. but they have friends, because you never golf by yourself. Yeah. There's not one person that just golfs by themselves. No. So, they, you have friends, and they hold you accountable. They're going to be like, there's no way you deserve that batch. Yeah, but if it's you and me golfing every day together, and I'm like, hey, dude, here's 20 bucks. Go buy your kids some lunch, dude. Can I get the patch? And you'd be like, yeah, dude. And then everyone's like, dude, he's got the patch. And I'm like, I might have cheated. Maybe maybe when we sell it on the website, we have to have like written. There's got to be like a notary or something. Yeah, like from the from that golf pro at the shop. Yeah. Being like, yes, we yeah. attest that Mike is a one percenter. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then I'd go to like a hard course that's like on the PGA Tour and freaking shoot a 110. They'd be like, no, you're not, dude. dude imagine, they'd, pull, they'd pull my patch. Yeah, imagine Tiger showing up with all the patches. Dude, his That'd patch, yeah, his, he would have like stars next to his patch. Yeah, yeah. Like all in the, moto? Uh-huh. Like when you win, yeah. That'd be sick. That would be sick. See, let's, come let's up go. with good ideas. You came up with a good idea. I mean, you helped. I argue it. Some people are just going to steal it and then steal we'll it, just be it. here and be like, dude, should have done it. it. Have it. Yeah, they can have that one. That's a freebie for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have it. Um, all right, let's hear it. Were you uh, last week? Mm-hmm. The reason you did not show up to the podcast was a good reason. Well, I mean that's yet to be determined. Okay, but nothing comes before this. What the podcast? I know, dude, but I had to work. Yeah. So last week you went to where'd you go? I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right? How's that Oklahoma? place? Hot, dude. I thought you said Toledo. No. Okay. Tulsa. Tulsa? Yeah, so I went and did the Live Pro-Am. And you said it was hot and humid there. Hot and humid. I mean, it was only 80, but, you know, just humid's just different. 80. Is it Oklahoma Midwest? Not Midwest. Kind of, like yeah. Mid? Yeah, like, like mid-Midwest, pretty much. Tornado Alley. There? Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. 
Luckily, when I left, like the day I left, it was like almost 90. And yeah. I, I watched a little bit of stuff and like all the players were just sweating bullets. But <laughs> um, man, it, what an experience. It was so that's how life works, right? Yeah. So it's, what was it? I did the pro-am for the, the live, the live, live golf tournament. Yeah. Okay. And you know, like everyone has their thoughts on live. We've talked about it on the podcast. I'm a fan of both because live is more my golf style. Mm-hmm. So I like that. You know, I like that they're wearing shorts. I like that there's music going like this and that, but don't get me wrong. I love watching the PGA tour and watch, you know, like Jason day, shout out to Jason. He just won. That was shout pretty out. cool. Yeah. Um, Mike's homie is my homie. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all like one big family here. <laughs> But uh, no, he just got his first win in like five or six years. So what was that one? Uh, AT and T Byron Nelson, oh, I nice. believe in Texas. Hey, that's all you need for uh, a little spark in your step and, yeah. and a little confidence booster, he, and maybe maybe yeah, you're there. He, he's been so close, you know, and like getting his his health back together, his game back together. So with that, going back to our conversations, like I love watching that stuff too. That's why I hate like everything in this world. It's a division thing, mm-hmm. right? Like. You like this? Well, you're not supposed to. I like this. It's like, no, dude, we like golf. Yeah. Like, I like golf no matter what. I got to watch Dustin Johnson, you know, live this weekend yeah. in Tulsa. And it's like, I love that. If I go and watch Tiger Woods, you know, I love that. It's cool. So, yeah. I'm in the middle on all of it. But <clears throat> what I will say is, how, like, how it was like Sunridge, right? The pro-am, I'm like, God dang, I'm nervous, dude. Because all of us getting, like, Coach Rusty was with me. Gabby, who I did the trip, she was with me. They're good golfers. Mm-hmm. And all of us were nervous on our first tee shot. Because you literally, I was golfing with two older dudes that I didn't know. And this is on TV. Well, not yeah. TV, but like yeah, it's they, on still, TV. they still show it, right? CW Network, yeah. Okay. So, I was, this is how life works. I don't do nothing all winter. And then I'm on that film trip in Arizona and Travis Miller from PGA Memes calls me. He's like, hey, man, would you want to go to Tulsa next week for the Pro-Am? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, I would. So, then it's back-to-back jobs. I get home, have a couple days, fly back out. And um, the first night was the pairings party, which they, they kind of announce who you're going to play with and stuff. And Dude, it was at the BMX Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah? It was bitching. Like, and I go there, right? And I see like a half pipe and a box jump or a quarter pipe and a box jump. And I'm like, dude, sick. Walk in, it's James Foster and like TJ Ellis and all these dudes I used to ride do tours and X Games with yeah. in Oklahoma. Uh, they were actually in Tulsa. There? Yeah. Oh, okay. They were getting paid to do a demo. So I'm in Tulsa for a golfing event and I run into dudes that I used to ride action uh-huh. sports tours with. I'm like, that was weird. So I wonder if it's weirder for them because it they, was. They were they were there doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. And you're there, they're like, well, dude, what are you doing? That, here? It was funny because when I walked up, both of them were like, What the hell? And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, but dude, what was sick is like Coach Rusty, he's been a huge action sports fan for a long time. Like he always said he used to watch me, and that's how we became close, you know, him uh-huh. and his brother. And then all the like the pro golfers are walking in, dude. And I'm sitting there talking to the dudes and I'm starting to get like gain credibility. Cause they're you gotta realize like they've golfed. Yeah. They don't go to an X Games ever, you know, even if it's in their hometown. They probably hear about it here and there. Yeah, I mean they it. know what it is, but like I remember like Foster did a like a flare and like Coach Rusty and some of the professionals were like, Holy shit, did you see that, dude? I'm like, it's a flare, dude. Yeah. James could do that. You know, he shit. could wake up out of bed and go do that. Yeah. And then they're like three sixty, you know, bar spins and all this stuff. So they were all stoked on it. So then I'm immediately like kind of in the circle and, and then they had like a huge BMX track, like that you'd see like in the Olympics or something, dude. And yeah, I saw know, that dude. I'm sitting there and like Abe answer. He's a, was a PGA guy. Now a live guy. He's like this tall. And I see him go flying by on a bicycle with a helmet <laughs> on. I'm like, I don't know. You got to play tomorrow. You know, yeah. like you've got a weekend coming up and they were just all stoked on it. And it was bitching for me because, you know, if you did it like a nightclub or a bar or something then i'm just a normal dude but yeah. like for me to get to explain to some of those dudes like man you know and all of them are like dude hop on the bike go jump then i'm like no yeah i rode moto dude i don't do this been on, dude i gotta play tomorrow yeah I, I, I can't i can't hurt myself so that was super cool and then just with because i've done a couple pga pro-ams but what the way live is is like all the players had to be there for you know an hour and you know meet and greet kind of and it was just such a small, like, it felt like a little family community vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sitting there talking to one of my buddies and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka are right next to me talking and shooting the shit. And Mark Leishman walks up and I'm like, dude, I am so out of my play, out of element here, you know, because I, I love golf. So it's like, I'm starting to get a little starstruck, you know, and, but as the night progressed and I had the beers, I just started shooting the shit with everyone. It was super fun. And they had a, a ripping cover band, you know, how I love cover yeah. bands. So the whole night was just fun, man. And then next morning we get there and um, I played the first nine with Lee Westwood, who I've you know always watched since I was got into golf. And the second nine with Pat Perez, who has yeah. kind of became a good friend of mine. And we call him the Kenny Bell of of golf. He looks just like KB, but a little more in shape. Sorry, KB. <laughs> but uh, man, it was just an experience. You know, it was it's for me like being into golf. Like it's fun to be on the tee box with those dudes and watch how they hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And like even sometimes like Lee Westwood, our very first tee shot, dude, he blocks it out into the trees. 
and he's against a tree. And we're all, oh shit. Cause I striped my drive. Cause I was so nervous. I had adrenaline. My drive was way the hell down. Yeah. There. And we got to, so us amateurs, we had to use our drive. Mm-hmm. So like the other two dudes used my drive. Oh, we okay. can't use Lee's. Ever. Right, right, right. That makes Dude. sense. So Lee punches out. I'm like, yeah, that's a smart play. And then he hits it and comes up short of the green. I'm like, oh shit, he's kind of blowing up. Chips it in for a par. Damn. And then like pretty much par birdied every hole. I'm yeah. like, God, these guys are just on a different, like I've played some good golf, but it's nothing to like what, you know, yeah. the consistency of what those guys do. So what's funny to me, uh, <clears throat> you posted this and I thought it was funny and it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about at the beginning of the podcast, but there was a, <clears throat> a thing you posted with uh, Pat showing you or he was giving you pointers talk or whatever. Shit to yeah, me. Yeah. Talk, yeah. And then you're about to hit and he's like, dude, at least move the stuff like the yeah. debris. Yeah. And it's funny because I wouldn't care. Yeah. And like you didn't care. Obviously nah. you were about to hit it and then you're like, ah, oh, and then you go move the whatever well, it was in front of your Yeah. Ball. It was just like a, a leaf, yeah. you know, a pile of leaves. And he's like, dude, move that shit. I'm like, it's my alignment, dude. That's, that's the shot I want. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but the, but I those think, guys, that's what they're, you, you oh know, yeah. Like they, they have attention to everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was cool about that whole thing though, and I think the video will be coming out soon, is they followed us for a hole. So my buddy Yosti, he works on that tour now and works with DJ. Mm-hmm. Shout he, out Yosti. Yeah, shout out Yost. And then he hired his buddy Antonio, who I'm also close with. So that's what's cool is like, I'm at this tournament, there's music going on, there's drinks on the course. And I've got like, you know, when a filmer comes up, it's my buddy. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I gotta be super proper, you know? So they start following us on this hole and I'm playing like shit, dude. Just nervous and like, you know, I can't help like <laughs> No I, drinks? Oh yeah. Uh, so before I get into my story, that's what's bitching about live is I was playing like shit. They have a whiskey sponsor on a par three. Mm. I'm like, dude, can I do the shot? Oh yeah. So I rip a shot of like Buffalo trace or something and dude, 190 yard par three. I stuck. It's like three or four feet, right? Like the shot's still on my tongue damn near, you know, I'm like, and Liesl, dude, I guess you need to drink. I'm like, yeah, I don't play sober ever. So I started playing good and then we switched to Pat and then I'm nervous again, you know, like I just started getting comfortable with Lee, but dude, there's like, four or five bev carts like big old like long bed golf carts mm-hmm. with ripping chakes in them full of ice full of beers so like my caddy started getting me and he started putting like three cores lights in his little bib and stuff oh, and i'm ripping it. yeah and dude by the end i was toasted but it was so fun man but um back to the video or the hole i mean is we were he's like hey can we follow you for a hole and have pat like talk shit to you like make fun of your swing mm-hmm. I'm like yeah why not I'll, I'll be that token guy you know so this hole sets up off the tee shot of, you got to hit a draw you have to like I if I try to cut it, there's trees all down like right off my tee box. Trees all down the left. And he's like, oh, you got to hit a draw, and I'm like, I don't know how to, you know, <laughs> yeah. dude. Somehow blackout stripe a draw, dude, right into the middle of the fairway. And he's like, dude, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. If I knew how to do it, I would do it every you time. Should have claimed it. I, I would have claimed it. No, because I was shaking so bad. I think they could <laughs> tell I was not claiming that. But then, so the video that I posted on Instagram was the approach shot, and dude, I have like. 130 in, you know, just a pitching wedge in, easy shot, perfect lie and everything. And Pat's sitting there talking shit to me. Dude, I swing and hit like maybe an inch behind the ball, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. But that grass back there is super like dense and grabby. It just stopped my club. Ball went like 90 yards. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. But then I actually chipped up and almost uh, hold the par out. So it was fun though. You know, he was just, Pat's like, He's like one of us, mm-hmm. even though he's freaking a multimillionaire and been on tour yeah, well, for I mean, 20 he, years. He loves shoes. So he's like He loves me. shoes. He loves alcohol. That's how I started following him is a long time ago. He won a tournament long time ago. And I think they asked him, they're like, we know you like drinking. Like, what's the drink of choice tonight to celebrate your win? He's all everything. Hennessy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything. So he's just been a good dude. But, you know, he like <clears throat> Lee was awesome because Lee's very like, that's what's trippy to me is like, I love golf. And these dudes make so much money and shit. I'm like, God, they're probably just way too high society for us. Yeah. But like Lee was questioning everything I did on a motorcycle, you know? And in my bio, I think I had to like write some stuff I did. And I just put, I, I don't have many accomplishments really. So I put like, I backflipped a 130 foot jump filming for Schweitzer, you know? And him and his caddy, like we're walking. He's all, I read the bio. Did you flip your motorcycle 130 feet? I'm like, yeah. And him and his caddy are like, dude, can you believe like, oh, that's nuts, dude. I'm like, oh yeah, but it was kind of normal to me, you know? Yeah. So it's cool how the worlds are colliding. You know, I, I definitely think golf, like how you always say with the Ben Baller dude and, mm-hmm. you know, DJ, how do you say, Khaled? Khaled, Khaled. DJ Khaled yeah, DJ, yeah. He's super into golf. Oh, and, yeah. You know, a lot of action sports dudes, Twitch and all these guys, everyone's getting into golf now. And I think that's what golf needs because, you know, you got Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, these younger dudes. Mm-hmm. It's not an old, you know, beer belly, cigarette smoking sport yeah. no more. It's, it's more for the young. And, and it must be cool for these guys too. Like you're saying that Lee guy, you know, for him to take the time to read your bio, yeah, 
and trip then, me out. Yeah. yeah, and then he like golfs with you, and then he's he's asking you 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 he's asking you questions with his caddy and everything. They're just yeah. interested. Uh, they wouldn't meet that if it was very, you know, kind of PGA two years ago yeah. type deal. Yeah, they wouldn't meet that yeah. type of thing. Um, so I think it's pretty cool for them. And at the end of the day, they're still going to have the tournaments where it's just them and they play mm-hmm. for, you know, lots of money and yeah. stuff and the PGA live, whatever it may be. Um, and just be serious. Yeah. But to have those type of tournaments like that and get to hang out with people that they most likely wouldn't, mm-hmm. it's probably pretty dope. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And that's another thing with live is, you know, like I've done the Barracuda program twice and I got Troy Merritt the first time and dude, he not talking shit, but he was not fun. It was like, he, like he legit was out there to practice. Never heard of him. Yeah. Never heard of her. But, uh, <laughs> the next time I got Joel Damon, which a lot of people know Joel and he's awesome. You know, he had nut cancer and where's like, oh, a, shit. yeah. So he lost one of his, still had a kid though. So I guess one works, but I mean, yeah. he was fun, but it was still like, they have to go out and try and win a tournament and keep their card, you know, and there's stress on the line. So I get it, like why they're not just out there yeah. happy go lucky, but with live, it's like, they're guaranteed their money. There's yeah. no cut. There's no card loss, you know, this and that. So I could just tell all the players just seemed way more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that's fun because I'm already nervous, right? I don't need you to be like quiet and awkward and make me more nervous. It's like the fact that I'm walking down the fairway with Lee Westwood, who's been on, on tour forever. Like I said, I've been watching him forever and he's won tournaments and, and came close to majors and stuff. Like, I'm like, dude, this is like kind of a surreal experience, you know, like literally Hell just yeah. shooting the shit with them. And then you like, if I do hit a good shot, he's like, dude, you got a lot of potential there. You know, I'm like, dude, dude especially from what you just said, like the week before you're just, <laughs> you're working, you're yeah. doing something for someone and, and you're, you know, you're working in the same kind of industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you get the phone call like, Hey, it's like, dude, that's surreal to me. Yeah. And I was, I was telling Bubs, my roommate, I'm like, I almost had like an out of body experience because like I said, I'm a huge fan of golf, live PGA. It doesn't matter. Huge fan. And so like, I know, like I've been watching this shit for probably eight, nine years now. So I know like everything and I know, you know, DJ swing and this and that. And I'm walking down the fairway and Travis Miller was actually with DJ, like two groups ahead of us. Oh, sick. So it kind of went like 10 and then 11, 12, like in a horseshoe. And then 13 was like right where our green, like, you know, our green 13 walking down with Pat Perez. And once again, I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to Pat about moto and stuff and drinking beer, you know, cause like right when I got on the tee box, he's like, where's your beer? I don't, haven't seen the cart yet. You know, mm-hmm. like he was all stoked. So I'm walking down and as we're walking down to the green 13's T there and I look up and I see DJ like with his just patented, like bowed, you know, bowed wrist swing, just ropes the ball. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, I'm like surrounded by these multimillionaires that have had successful careers. Cause I appreciate all athletes. Like, like we've always said, you know, like even if I got to golf with LeBron James or something, it's like the shit that dude's seen and done under pressure, you know, mm-hmm. like DJ has won a major and Pat's won PGA tours. I'm like, that's how I always, that's what gets me starstruck. It's not that it's Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I think maybe my athlete mentality is like, dude, that's crazy. Like this dude, what like, you've done. Yeah. Like what you've done yeah. and what you got to see. And you know, like, and I think that's definitely what it is because you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. You've been at the top where it's you versus you know like in speed and style it's like a knockout bracket yeah you know and then it was you versus the other guy and whoever won that was the champion yeah the the gold medalist yeah you know so you know what it takes yeah and then it's hard for like the regular person to sit there and be like put themselves in your shoes like there's a lot of nerves there's a lot of things so if you overcome that and you win Mm -hmm. it's pretty special yeah so it's the same with these guys like imagine like lebron in the finals and it's like two seconds left yeah and you have to shoot it and he makes it it's yeah. like dude that's incredible yeah so, yeah yeah so that's that's how i always view stuff like even uh when i first met jason day and we started talking i actually played whistling straights it was the one uh, his one major win and this course dude was like the fairways were as wide as my driveway like two cars wide and mm-hmm. it's just long and hard and windy so when i was talking to jason he was actually saying stuff about like, man, that's so gnarly. You had to worry about like getting hurt and this and that. I'm like, yeah, that, you know, like we had double nerves. I always called it. We had the nerves of competing and then the nerves of like, if it's windy and you're trying to like go out and ride at a high level, you know, where golf, I wouldn't say is like that, but there's a lot more pressure. You know, they got a lot of money on the line. They've got a lot of stuff to their future realize. Like if I didn't win X games, I wasn't going to lose my yeah. X games card. You know what I mean? And, and competitions are a lot uh, <clears throat> harder. 
Yeah, so you know, that's you, you could be shooting par. Yeah, but then there's these three other guys that are shooting way better than you. Yeah, and that's what I talked to Jason about. Is I'm like, I don't think you understand because it's what he's done his whole life. I'm like, I don't think you understand how much gnarlier golf is because you have to do it for four days, right? Like, imagine if I had to win sport, speed and style four days in a row. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Like Nate keeps you know chipping away at me, or Pastrana's right there every day. It's like, dude, the pressure mounts the longer mm-hmm. it is. Like, luckily my sport took an hour and a half. You know, that's I can get through that. So. I was talking to him and I'm like, man, after playing that course, like just knowing the fact that, because I think Spieth was like a stroke or two behind him and they were playing together. It's not like he had a five stroke lead coming down the stretch. And he's like, you know, I've never actually thought about it, but it is kind of gnarly what we do. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, thanks a lot, dude. Yeah. So, you know, like just that's where, that's where like I have just like the utmost appreciation for like golfers is I know how hard it is. Like mm-hmm. I've been under par a couple of times at Sunridge like one or two under and I've got to like 16 and I can't help but think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's like rule of thumb. You never, you always look forward and you know, I'll end up like two over cause I just come down the stretch like shit. So like the fact that these dudes, they can do it day in and day out for the money they're playing for, you know, everything. It's pretty impressive. So when I get to see those guys in person, like that's what I think about. Yeah. I'm not like, Holy shit. That's Dustin Johnson. I'm like, damn dude, that guy has seen some shit. Yeah. And he's flown on a private jet. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I've never done that. Uh, is he, he's the one married to Gretzky's daughter. Paulina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. That's yeah. all I care about. Yeah, he's he's kind of living. Yeah, you know, multimillionaire, hot wife. That's the exact opposite of my life. Yeah. I'm a multi-hundredaire. Yeah, no Same. wife. I got a puppy. I got a wife. Yeah, you do got a wife. You got kids. Yeah, nice. It's private jet. Don't have one of those. Yeah, I took see. Southwest. LA. Come on, come on, podcast pick up, dude. Yeah, I we- mean, if you show up, <laughs> we probably would. <laughs> no, dude. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> no, nah, but see, that's that's good that you're back. That's a good story. Like, yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I talked to you a little bit about it and then I see your posts and stuff and, mm. you know, you can only gather so much from that, but like, dude, everything you're saying right now, it's like, holy, yeah. like I'm feeling like what you're saying, like yeah. it's surreal. It's like, yeah, holy it's, shit. And I've yeah. always had this mentality. I don't know what, what it is. I've, I've never felt like I belong. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very fortunate, but I've never been the dude that's like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm good at what I do. You know, it's, so I've always said, I'm like, I'm from Minden, Nevada. Like, what am I doing writing at Jeremy McGrath's house? Why am I at Ricky Carmichael's ranch training with Sean Palmer? You know what I mean? Yeah. All this stuff. And then the same with golf. It's like these dudes I've been watching on TV while I'm trying to get into this game. I'm like, what? You know, if I show these guys my hometown, they'd be like, Jesus, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's because just so small and not a lot comes out of here and happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to to look back on it all. And you know, like I said, be on a golf course with those dudes. You know, yeah. it's it's weird. So very thankful for it obviously and oh, yeah. thankful for moto to give me this opportunity in golf you know because like you pay attention like in the pro-am the two old boys like one runs a golf course one runs like i don't know like a marketing firm or something you know so there's talk but it's like yeah you know cool dude my you know my business is going good but like we said like the athlete to athlete connection is always different mm-hmm. they're super intrigued about moto like prez is like man you guys must have huge balls i'm like i mean i can show you they're not they're, yeah. you know small so they have a respect for us. We have respect for them. And man, that's, I think that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of which I was thinking, we should make some kind of like anniversary for the pod, uh-huh. whether it's like our 20th episode or year of doing the pod. Uh-huh. And we got to have drinks the whole podcast. I'll find you a driver home. Well, <clears throat> I want to see you slurred to our fans out there. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking like maybe not even doing like an anniversary one. It's just more like having like, if we had a guest. Mm-hmm. If we had that right guess, I mean, yeah. we'd probably just sit here and podcast know. would be like five hours long. We're passed out with cans everywhere. Yeah. That'd be more sick. like Joe Rogan stuff. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. <clears throat> but yeah. So wrapping it up, that was just a good, good couple weeks. You know, like it, it was fun for me because as you know, I get sick of sitting here and I mean, golfing's fun, but I can only golf Sunridge so many times before I'm like, dude, I need to go out and do something. And mm-hmm. both those opportunities could present more opportunities, you know, yeah. like Trav kind of does a lot with live now and, I'd be stoked to go back. I mean, even if I just went to help him and hang out, like I don't have to golf the program. It was just such a. Dude, we need a, where's he live? Texas? Dallas. We need yeah. to go visit him and be on the, bring the pod studio to him. Oh, he would hundred percent. And be on there and hang out with him. Yeah. hundred percent. He would do it. He's, and he's, you think my stories are, he's got stories. Dude. Oh, I bet. Like good story. I mean, he's family, not weird stories like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, he's got a family and I think awesome I saw life. his post that cause he stayed right. You, you left. Yeah. Yeah. He he had, cause he has to do stuff for yeah. live. And he was actually, well, maybe that's what it was. He was, he was golfing with Dustin. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like what he said. said yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. 
Uh, question though. Yeah. So, kind of explain more of this uh, TV show. Okay. But so obviously, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have hot girls, influencer golfer chicks. Right. I don't know if they're good or not. Yeah. I'm sure they're decent. Super good. Um. So that's kind of an easy sell. Yeah. You know, let's put these girls out there. We're going to do some content with them and stuff like that. But uh, is there a chance of maybe you doing that in the future with them? Well, like I said, I did South Africa last year. But that was like a big thing. But this Well, this one, is the same thing, though. It's the same channel, same network, everything. Right. But you were there for like a month. Yeah. Doing a bunch two of weeks. Shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they, they did two weeks. Oh, Because okay. they started in Atlanta. Oh, okay. It was then, the same thing. Yeah. So they, did some, so, they did some stuff in Atlanta. I don't know if the girls went to Costa Rica. I don't think. But they might have been doing another show, the mm-hmm. production company. So it's the same thing. Oh, okay. And so I thought it was just like this, uh, this new kind of concept of going to a local course and then hitting the bars and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's it's basically what we did in South Africa. Oh, okay. We did the same thing. We'd have a golf day. Um, I mean, dude, like we did a grill night. Like I got to grill with the dude. Uh, we went Elephant. to a, ostrich. Oh, and dude, I'm terrified. I can't remember if I told the story or not, but I'm very weird, like with eating. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I, steak, chicken, that stuff's fine. But you start getting me like weird meats. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. So we're like doing this ostrich filet. And the, dude, we're out in a safari. Like we're in the middle of nowhere. This thing's open flame. And the the dude, the local there's teaching me how to cook it. I'm like, God, I'm going to have to eat this thing on camera. And what if it is just like That's gamey? That. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. Dude, ended up cutting into it. At least it, it wasn't like <clears throat> a dick or something. Oh, God. Like ostrich. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been yucky. <laughs> yeah. Testicle. But um, dude, ate it and it was delicious. Yeah. And, yeah. Is and then, chicken? yeah, it did, no, like more like a filet because it's mm. a super lean. I think it's like a red meat. So it was like, oh. yeah, it was awesome. And the way the dudes, they prep it and do it, like it was good. So I was stoked on that. But then the next day we went to an ostrich farm and dude, that's when they were all pecking on my shirt. I'm like, dude, they know I just ate their ancestor. Yeah. They're pissed at me. Dude, dude. how big are their legs? And stuff? Huge, They're like dude. taller than you. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And when I got, had to, the guy made me kneel down when they were pecking me, it was creepy. Like I was actually pretty scared. Yeah. You know, a lot of like on camera, I'm giggling and stuff, but dude, I mean, like they're like smelling in my ear and then like nipping my earlobe and yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Dude, that's like a, a baby dinosaur. Like back, not like a. They're extinct. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying. Oh, you know, back I thought you day. actually saw one. I'm like, no way, dude, it looks just like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> just how like big they are. And stuff. Yeah, they're like, huge. Can you imagine? Yeah, they're huge and they like breathe out of their nose super hard. So like when they're like, like when you feed them out of your hand and they'll like come down slow and you can hear them nose breathing them all. Oh my God. You know, all, like all the stuff goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cooking, dude, mm-hmm. I need everyone's opinion. And I don't want to hear Traeger. Okay. For the fact that, like, that's kind of the obvious. Yeah. You know, you do stuff for Traeger yeah. and all that. So, um, I need advice. I want to get a new barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of barbecues out there. Uh, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, Costco, yeah. bunch of stuff like that. I'm more of a quick cooker, you yeah. know. I cook with propane. Yeah. You know, so stuff like that. So if anyone out there has any suggestions on like good barbecues, you know, I was looking at some that do like the the propane, but then they also have a smoker on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, you there's a ton that. of there's a ton of stuff like that. There's some pretty cheap ones and stuff. And I know everyone's gonna be like, oh Traeger's the way, but like I don't really That's not a barbecue though. Yeah, if I don't you, really cook like that. Yeah. If if you want like a, like a flame, actually I don't know, but some of the info influencers I follow have been posting that like Napoleon one. Mm, so you never heard of it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it might be spendy though. Cause like they have commercials and stuff now and yeah. it looks bitching. It's like, you know, I think there's different sizes. We can get like a five burner or something. Yeah, yeah. It looks set. like if I bought one, I'd probably buy that. Cause I've actually, I want to get more into like actual like open fire. Yeah, yeah. So like learning how to do like, you know, charcoal and like throw some like wood in there mm-hmm. to like flavor it that way. So I've like looked at like green eggs and all that stuff. But the thing that sucks is like, I feel like that's more of like a influencer deal. Mm-hmm. Cause for me, if I just want to cook some chicken breast and I got to go out there and pile up briquettes, get them hot, get a temperature yeah. set. Like that's a lot of work, you know? So yeah, I, I want to get something too. I need to get a new Blackstone too. Mine's hammered. Yeah. Well, I, I saw the new uh, Traeger Blackstone type, mm-hmm. whatever. Those look pretty sick. $800 dude. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty. Uh, I paid like three seventy for my Blackstone. Oh yeah. So that's a little aggressive. I got mine going and I've been cooking on that. I've seen that, yeah. 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 Did pancakes and bacon eggs this past weekend. Kids loved it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know there's people out there that barbecue Uh and they're all not just doing Traeger and stuff like that. So if you guys have any advice, um, I'm open to, you know, the half barbecue. There's some with like a pizza oven, like whatever it is. Just give me the, uh, just tell me what, what you guys like. 
hit us up in our comments wherever mm -hmm. and uh, let us know. And then, uh, and then Jorge will tell me because I need barbecue too, yeah. a barbecue as well. And then I'll have to go purchase. Damn it, dude. Everything costs money in this life, huh? Oh, yeah. Then you got to get like the steaks mm -hmm. and chicken. Damn, dude. Maybe a thousand bucks into this thing. No problem. No problem. First night. It's worth it though. Yeah. I didn't get this body by skipping out on meals. Absolutely so. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got anything else for us? Um, no, I've got another trip coming up this week. So I'll have a good podcast next week, I believe. What do you got? Um, going to Jersey to see the Berlues, Jersey Tony, all them. But then it also coincides with one of Travis's PGA memes tournaments at Trump uh, National in Bedminster. Okay. Or Trump Bedminster, I think it's called. So you leave yeah. tomorrow? Leave tomorrow, but I'll be back Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a pod done on Thursday. Okay. So I'll have more stuff to talk about. And then I've got one more trip into Salt Lake after that. I'm going to go hang with Kendrick Barbecue, do a little triggering stuff. I mean, it's more just to hang out with him, but... It's always good to get a little content with him while I'm out there. So do that. And then I think June, we should be back to just normal, regular, boring podcasts. I'm out to fly in at Kendrick's. You won't. Why? Because you don't, you won't. I know Is you it, won't. Cause I, cause he follows the page. So thanks Kendrick. If you thanks, Benny. Yeah, he, this he's or, a good dude. He's always supportive of us. And, yeah. Um, I saw he, he has like a Traeger day. Mm -hmm. Is that well, what it's, for? it's Traeger day. It's not, he's doing it. It's Traeger like throws it out to all their influencers. Like they want to have a, so, so he does it at his house. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like all of them do. Okay. You know, like me, Church might do one at his house. It's uh -huh. just Traeger Day, mm -hmm. but I think Benny kills it. He gets like yeah. 20 people over there, some influencers, some just his friends. And dude, he makes so much food. Yeah. That guy is so gnarly because there's been times where it's been like me and my buddy Zevi go to his house. Dude, and he has like steaks, you know, sausages, appetizers. I mean, dude, he's feeding like 20 people. Yeah. And there's four of us. And dude, every time we leave, we're like, oh my God. And everything's good. So you can't quit eating. Fuck, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. So we just freaking pig out and drink a bunch of beer. And when's that? I'm flying in. We're gonna be there Memorial Weekend, Sunday. Oh shit, that's like two weeks. Yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We're gonna golf and then head back Wednesday. Mm. So yeah, looking forward to it though. I mean, now that he lives in Salt Lake, it's a little more of a hike to get there. He was just over the hill, yeah. so haven't got to see him a lot. Stoked to catch up with him. Obviously, eat his food, rip a bunch of beers. Um, his wife and kids are killers. So you know, it's it's cool when you meet people like. I mean, I really only probably hung out with him like 10 times. Yeah. But he's like family. You know what I mean? He's like I said, when we show up there, he's got Snake River Farm stuff all over. You know, he's ready to rip and and spend money on us, which, you know, we really appreciate. I mean, I try to like buy the food for him. Like, I'm like, hey, when we're coming in, we'll buy something. I got it. And yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a fun trip. And that'll kind of end this little stretch. Like, May has been crazy for me. So, That's good. Yeah, have a nice June. I'll try and think of some content for us. I mean, it's kind of hard if I just golf Sunridge and drink beers every day, yeah. but- and I'm still doing one of these podcasts wasted. I promise you that. Hey, well, I thought we were going to do one like that. <clears throat> yeah, when Tony was here. No. We were going to do a late one. I forget. Yeah. But, um, dude, Supercross season ended. Mm -hmm. It was wild. It, oh, yeah. That was another thing we could talk about. Yeah. I finally watched Supercross, dude. And Eli takes himself out. Like, with two, I mean, he had the, I feel so bad for him on that. Yeah. And that, that was terrible. And it's, it's so weird because like he even said, it's like, how many times do these guys eat shit? And you know, they're banged up or whatnot. Like I think what, like a week or two before in Jersey, his hand blew off like uh -huh. on the warm up lap. Yeah, yeah. And he ate shit, like ate shit. And then on this one, he jumps the jump pretty fine, a little OJ and Achilles is gone. Achilles, yeah. Ah, and he had the, you know, he had the title clinch. So that was a tough one. Um, but good stoked, for Sexton. Yeah, stoked for Chase. I mean, he he was there, you know. Dude, we, we talked about, we've been talking about Chase, like how, dude, if, Realistically, if he he didn't crash at all this year, he would have straight up beat. He would have won the championship. I, I, I think. I do think so. He threw a lot of races away. Yeah. And but that's that's part of the game. That's where Eli was. You know, Eli had a couple like eights, I think, mm -hmm. and six and sevens. Yeah. But for the most part, Eli wasn't off the podium. Yeah. Which gave him his big lead. But it needed to be bigger. Yeah. yeah. So that's and his home event too. And you then, know, like, and then Webb also. You know, yeah. And seven Webb, points down. Anderson goes down. I mean, dude, Barsha. It's like. That, all respect to those guys, but Salt Lake was pretty hard to watch. Because, I mean, you know, in the in Heat 1 of the 450s, I think it was Roxanne and maybe Wilson or someone, and then nobody. Justin Hill. Justin Hill, yeah. Yeah. The best meme came out of that. They had a, a meme of a, a photo of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hill going up to the podium. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. So and, good job to him. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean by, like, no disrespect, is, like, those dudes are still out there doing it. Yeah. You know, and that it was kind of cool to see some different podiums, but... It's just kind of hard to watch when you like, I mean, dude, if I podium to 450 Supercross, I'd be stoked. Yeah. But I'm also- Cirillo crying up there. Yeah. But I'm also very realistic is like, 
well, like there was like nine people out of this race. Yeah. Know? I mean, on, on paper, imagine if all those guys were back yeah. and uh, Justin rode the same type of race. Yeah. He would have ended up in eighth. Yeah. Which I think like from what it gathered, what I gathered is that was his goals, his top 10 this year. Yeah. Cause they were kind of on a privateerish team, you know, and I think in points he ended up with uh, eighth or ninth. So he did good. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to our buddy, Chris Blos. He ended up fifth. Oh yeah. Blos. Uh, East, East coast. East coast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, luckily he's one of those dudes. Cause he, I think he actually retired last year. Yeah. But luckily he's just one of those naturally like motivated dudes. So he mm -hmm. kind of kept himself in shape and then opportunity called. Yeah. But like we, all of us been talking and in the prime of his career, like in the meet, I think he was a podium contender all the time, but he was always on like kind of a privateer bike. Yeah. And now it's like, he's at the end of his career and he gets like the best bike you can get as far as lights go. And it's yeah. like, damn, like what could have been, you know, yeah, like gets that phone call five man. or six years ago, but. But that's something mm. to say for, you know, being prepared, uh, staying ready mm -hmm. so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. It's like you get that phone call and you, you fully commit and you take advantage of the opportunity. Exactly. Same thing that you do when you get that phone call. Like other people, it's like, yo, can you golf? You know, Tulsa, mm. uh, let me ask my wife. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, no. Yeah. It's like, no, hell yeah. I'm ready to rip, dude. Drop the dog off the parents' house. I'm out of here. Yeah. So fast. Yeah. So there's something to say about that. Um, so. We're recording this podcast a little early this week because mm -hmm. you got to you got to catch Fly a flight tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow and then you'll be back next week. Uh, so I don't really know what's going on on worth watching wise, but I will say if you guys have Hulu, dude, I do. Dear Mama, uh -huh. the Tupac. Oh yeah, argument. Oh uh, my god, this is like the best thing I've seen like in ten years. Better than the Dahmer one because I had nightmares after that. I never watched it was that on one. Netflix. <laughs> Sketchy dude. Yeah, <laughs> I stopped watching that stuff like that because during like the pandemic twenty twenty when everything was shut down, mm -hmm. you know, I watched that Don't F with Cats, and then I watched the Aaron Hernandez one. Yeah, and and then I watched that Johnny Versace one. Yeah, so it was like three in a row that I would be watching, and then like one day, dude, I had a dream, like I killed someone, mm -hmm. and then my sister came and helped me cover it up and stuff. And I remember going up, getting up to the bathroom. And I was like, dude, that happened. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like I was that. so like out of it. I was yeah. like, damn, I was so, and then, you know, so for a little bit like that night, I was like, is that a dream or it feels that so happen? weird? Yeah. I hate that. Dude. I hate dreams. So I was like, right, I'm not watching that kind of shit. No. More. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Dahmer just cause I was always intrigued by his story and how I heard it's really good. It's super it, like it was produced. Well, the, the actor was awesome, but man, it, yeah. It's disgusting that people, yeah. humans are like that, you know? Well, I mean? yeah. And at least that one's a, uh, like a show, yeah. like entertaining. Yeah. Type, you know, not that that's entertaining. Yeah. Entertainment, but you know, it's a show. Uh, but the documentary, this Tupac one, dude, if there's one thing I know more than basically everything else I do, mm -hmm. journalistic wise. Okay. MMA journalist. Okay. Shoe journalist. You're tooting your own horn. Golf. Keep going. Journalist. You don't know. No, no golf. But I have you on here. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah. You know, moto journalist. Yep. You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff is, I know Tupac. Yeah, you do. You know. Yeah. And I saw that this was coming out, Dear Mama, mm -hmm. and it's more about his mom too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what possibly could they show? Dude, the guy's been dead over 30 years now. Like, yeah. What could, could they show that I haven't seen yet? Yeah. You know, and there are some, some little clips there that, you know, I've never watched before and just the way they produced it. Yeah. Dude, it was so that, good. That's everything on like a documentary or show. That's where like the Dahmer one was good. Like we said, mm -hmm. you know, like, and like Breaking Bad's one I love. It's like the way it's all produced and especially in documentaries, like there's so many like, where they, it looks like they're using like B-roll the whole time. Yeah. You know, but like sometimes when they put it together and the way they interview and like, dude, I love yeah. like a documentaries to me, like I'm more of a, a, a real life guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that's why I like the Dahmer one because mm -hmm. it's something that happened. You know, when you watch something else, you're just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. You know, but I want to see like, I like history and like knowing what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. They, in the way they did the music, cause you know, it's songs you've heard before, but they take the audio or the music completely out. Yeah. It's just his voice. Yeah. Just like acapella. So it makes it sound different. Oh, they'll put a different song or like a beat to it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, this sounds amazing. It, it was just, it was, like I said, probably the best thing I've seen on anything in the last Say. five years. Yeah. So gonna, I'll watch it for sure. Cause so it keeps popping really up good. on like my re or yeah. recommended. So, so that's on Hulu Okay, and then FX. I think you can watch it if you have like regular cable, you mm -hmm. can watch it on FX, but it's definitely worth watching. I think it's five episodes. So I'm on four now. And then I got the last one to watch. I'm going to watch them all so before you get did. to that and then spoil it for you. Well, I mean, I basically know what happens. <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. what happens with this life, yeah, but yeah. just the way they, did it, dude. Cool. And then the, the the producers, Alan Hughes, which is the guy that Tupac and his crew beat up. Oh, really? Because he wasn't they he didn't put him in Menace's society. Oh, really? Yeah. 
so they have part of that in there and they talk about it is like the first time they talk about it and uh snoop dogg's in there and mm-hmm. he's pretty funny like he's snoop yeah. dogg you know so he has some pretty good stories um so it's pretty cool yeah that's about that's, it that's gonna be the mystery of our lifetime i think is how two of like our generation's biggest rappers get shot in downtowns and there's not one big well, suspect I, anywhere i did see a show that broke down like basically what happened mm-hmm. and it's like gang related yeah. but i'm saying i can freaking steal a pack of skittles from Rayleigh's, dude i'm in handcuffs yeah and these guys are getting shot in vegas and LA. Well, that was 95 96 and yeah <laughs> nowadays you you know you can well, sit I ate there skittles and like, in 95 and 96 i never got arrested i'm just it was a it was a theory yeah okay but nowadays yeah there's cameras everywhere yeah so look at that. i mean we got one on us right here oh yeah you do something shady dude i got it so good all right yeah, well, that was a good pod, dude. I'm stoked to finally have something to talk about with you. Like I said, next week, we'll have a good one as well. Yeah. Or I hope. I mean, I'm going to be pretty on the sauce. I expect you to do good at this tournament. I probably won't. Okay. Because that's the thing with Trav's tournaments is there's a lot of like liquor and beer sponsors. And I am like the token drunk guy. Mm-hmm. Like Trav would, if I said I was going there to like golf and be, Trav probably would kick me off his team. I need a, I need to start this patch company and make it blow up. So Trav will have me come out as the, the golf patch guy. Yeah. And golf too. Yeah. You just weld them onto everyone's bags. Mm-hmm. You just watch one tee shot and you're like, eh, you're like a 15 percenter. Yeah. And there you go, dude. Not even. That's probably <laughs> yeah. like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this next week. Uh, podcast will be regular time next week because I get home Wednesday. Yep. So we'll do Thursday. Um, thanks for sticking with us. I know it was a long couple weeks without our beautiful voices. Oh, yeah. Even though you did one without me. So, but um, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for hanging with the boys. Check us out on all our social medias. That's the boys underscore pod. Uh, you can listen to this basically on every Everything. platform there Everything. is. Yeah. Watch listen, the- listen to it like four times so we get all yeah. the listens and views. Yeah. And actually, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, which a lot of people do, Apple, please subscribe. Uh, that helps us out. <clears throat> you can leave a rating and then also leave a comment there and. If you have a question, we'll, you know, read it on mm-hmm. here and answer it. Yeah. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube and also on Spotify. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Yeah. All right, dude. That was fun. Till next time. Peace.